You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode 48. Welcome to another episode of the Q's Podcast. We use this show to talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. In this podcast episode, we'll explore mentoring with Kathy Flynn. Kathy is Senior Vice President of Service Operations of Golden One Credit Union. Some highlights of my interview with Kathy include the value of mentorship, some of the challenges that mentorship may bring, as well as the different types of mentorship for you to consider. Let's go straight to my interview with Kathy Flynn. Kathy, thank you for taking time out of your day and joining us on the show. Welcome. Thank you, James. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be here. This will be a fun topic, I think, for listeners. Before we begin, I sometimes ask guests if they have, if they could share a mantra or a quote that they live by professionally. Sure. I I actually have a couple that have held me in good position as I've gone through my career in the credit union industry. And both of these really speak to me professionally. And I may misquote them slightly, but my own little spin. And one is, if you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. So I really think that that speaks to thinking outside of the box, asking why, questioning things, which is which is one of the things that I enjoy doing do for Golden One and in my career in general. And then the second is never put off anything um, until tomorrow that can be done today. So I learned early on that if I can finish it today, I want to finish it today because you really never know what's going to be on your plate tomorrow and what's going to be presented to you. So really, it's just all about getting tasks taken care of timely and just moving through the work and taking care of business, so to speak. Wow. Sounds like you have a great work ethic, great attitude, and are fun to work with. Kathy, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are your experiences like in the credit union industry? Tell us about your credit union and where you're located. Sure. I'd love to. I tell people I've been in the credit union industry my entire life. I started in 10th grade. A small credit union in North Dakota, where I'm from, wanted an accounting student to work for them. So I started working for them after school from 4 to 6 p.m., and I spent a couple years there as I went through high school. And then I'm sure you can imagine North Dakota is very cold. And (laughs) although I love my home state, I decided to move to California when I was 20. And I went uh, immediately back into the credit union industry as a teller. I spent a year in Southern California working, and then I decided to go back to school. So I was extremely fortunate. The credit union that I worked for paid for my education, which is something credit unions still do today in a lot of areas with tuition reimbursement. So I was able to work in a branch. I started as a teller, worked my way up to an assistant branch manager while I got my bachelor's and my master's in economics. And then once I was finished with school, I always had the drive to stay in the industry and and make a difference. So I went into the back office. I was given the opportunity at that credit union to become a project manager where I really learned, and it's great that this is about mentorship, but through a mentor, he taught me everything he knew about the payments industry. And with his patience, I was able to then move on to another credit union. I became uh, the director of EFT services at a large credit union. Uh, I spent a couple years there, and then that brought me to Golden One here in Sacramento. Um, And Golden One is the uh, sixth largest credit union in the country currently, a little over $11 billion in assets, serving, I like to say, roughly a million Californians when you add in our joints. 
And we are just really embedded in our communities and really love the state of California. So that's kind of my career path. Uh, pretty quick uh, little introduction on that. Wow. But that's, that's where I come from. Very neat. But it's one thing interesting is you said you started as a sophomore. So someone reached out to you. Someone reached out to your school looking for an accounting student. Um, that it, That alone, that message alone can mean a lot because now look what this young lady in, in high school has now done and where she's taken and how she's invested in her communities and, and community now at Golden One. So fantastic story. So share with us now, what, what is your title? What is your position at Golden One? Uh, well, I w I've been recently promoted. I started at Golden One as the Vice President of Account Services in 2014, and I have been recently promoted uh, effective January 1st, 2018 to the Senior Vice President of Service Operations for Golden One. Wow, wonderful. Excellent. Then, and that's just happened. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very, very happy to, to be able to lead this part of the organization and, like I said, continue to serve the communities that Golden One has the opportunity to serve in California. Now, Kathy, we're going to be talking about mentorship today. Let's just start real general. Why is mentoring important? And why is mentoring particularly important for future credit union leaders? Sure. I'd love to answer that. You know, I, I talked a little bit about it in my introduction, but I have had mentors since the beginning of my career as a teller in North Dakota. And then again, when I moved to California and worked my way up in the branches and then in every aspect of my life. Now that I'm at Golden One, I still have many mentors. It's so important because it helps you grow professionally. It teaches you to navigate difficult situations and learn how to grow leadership skills that might not be native to you, but others can assist you in fostering those skills within you. And generally, it just provides people with invaluable career advice that you don't necessarily get from reading a book and that can be very industry-specific. And then, James, the second part of your question about especially mentorship in the credit union industry, you know, as credit union employees, we practice servant leadership. Our members aren't just customers, they're our owners. So it's imperative that we create this mindset in the next generation of credit union leaders to ensure the continued success of the movement. We need that mindset to continue our momentum. And, you know, it's one of the things that we focus on here at Golden One. Excellent. Now, I know you mentioned just previously your really original mentorship to get you started as a high schooler uh, in the credit union. Uh, so can you expand on that and or uh, describe a mentor relationship that made a difference in your career? Sure. I've had many mentors. We can talk about the high school and it's, it's it was pretty neat. Um, the manager of that credit union, which was also the CEO, which was also the um, basically catch all everything, very small credit union. Um, there was three of us that worked there. She, I, of course I, I did not know what a credit union was and I did not understand the value that credit unions add to people's lives, you know, when dealing with our finances and then the service that we offer that differentiates us from other forms of financial wellness and institutions, but she really took me under her wing and taught me what a loan was. And back then we typed up loan liner documents and, you know, just really understanding accuracy and, and how to 
debit and credit a member's account, those types of things. She actually called me after I graduated from high school because she was retiring and asked me if I wanted to move back to North Dakota, and I, wow. I graciously declined. Um, <laughs> the weathers are pretty tough up there, but we, we did stay in touch, and it was pretty neat for her to see my progression through the industry as well. And then, you know, another more mid-career mentor that I had, it goes back to really that that role that I took on where I I went into the back office and I, I did that transition from the branches to the back office and into the payment space and the card space. And, you know, those those areas have very technical aspects to them with how networks route and how transactions flow and all the different mechanisms that you have to use to successfully do what I call the magic, you know, the the things that members love and need, they swipe their debit card in at works and their direct deposit just posts, but none of that actually just happens. So I remember I was new to that role and uh, my boss at the time noticed that I took a lot of notes uh, when I would be in meetings and project meetings and things like that, because what I would do is I would go back to my desk and I would Google stuff because I had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> what a great <laughs> and, student you are, though. That's, that's <laughs> well, I needed to learn. So, yeah, so he that. noticed. Yeah. So he noticed and he got to the point with me where he would stop meetings and to ensure that I had understanding of what was going on because my role was important to him and I needed to be able to have a full grasp of what we were discussing in order to function and execute the projects correctly. Um, and then the other thing he taught me was, and I, I, I still carry this with me today, he uh, taught me the value of banter. So I would always say that we may never, we might not just completely agree on an approach to something or how to do something. Mm -hmm. And we would never do it in front of anyone, but I would walk into his office and I would say, well, what about this? And he's like, well, no, Kathy, because of this. And I would say, well, no, but what about this? And we always walked out of that office with a better solution than either of us started with. Oh, so it's really good. So I encourage banter with my teams. And we, like I said, I ask why a lot and getting people to critically think is is part of that mentoring and growing as well so that he he fostered that in me um, which has held me in really good stead as I progressed in my career and to continue asking that question why why you know several times that's really really neat but yes yeah yes I mean that's how you learn that's you know, you have to figure things out on your own. Accountability and initiative are, are really important in our industry. And I think that if you want to progress in your career, you know, this is something I talk to my teams about quite frequently, is that you have to take control of that. You have to own it. And your success is determined by you. And that speaks to that mentoring relationship as well. When you mentor people or you're the mentee, the success of that relationship is really on you as well and how much you get out of it. That kind of leads to the next question I had for those interested in pursuing mentorship programs in their credit unions, whether formal or informal, what are some qualities of being a good mentor? I think the most important quality of a good mentor-mentee relationship is that it happens naturally and organically. When it's by assignment, and this is this is just me, uh, you know, I'm sure this works in some situations, but I've always felt when it's by assignment, it can lack authenticity and commitment by both parties. Additionally, a good mentor relationship is reciprocal. 
I think both parties should get something out of it. For example, I like to read leadership books with my team at Golden One because it helps us learn to speak a like language, if that makes sense. Every year we read one book together and it helps ensure the entire team is aligned on our goals and our approach. Yeah. And then I think the other thing too, James, is that mentor relationships are not just top down or top up relationships. They can be peer to peer. They can be outside of your department. And there's no perfect way as long as both parties are willing to invest the time. So I think there's a lot of different forms of mentorship that happen within organizations that people might not realize are happening. And a lot of times the teams don't, you know, my, my experience has been when we talk about it, a lot of times you don't even know you're being mentored until you look back on your career. And then you say, that's what that was, and you identify it. So very frequently, I find that these things are happening in organizations that don't necessarily have a formal program. Um, and when you put words around it and you talk to the team, they, they realize, they're like, well, we do that. And I, we, of course you do. It's just, it's human nature to do these types of things. So I think that helps as well. I like that. I can personally think about a handful of people who were super key in my life in terms of direction for me. And it's just, they may not realize it, but it's um, just an incredible moment because it provides you, you know, a, a direction and, and such enthusiasm and, you know, competencies in, in what you're doing. So, so I want to talk about some of the benefits and challenges of mentoring. Sure. You kind of alluded to it a bit. What are some of the benefits to being a mentor yourself? Oh, I, that's a great question. I think for me, the best part of being a mentor is watching your mentee grow, both personally and professionally. It's extremely rewarding for me to see them succeed. And I'm going to say, even if it's not within the credit union industry, um, some of the mentees that I've had over the years have gone on to do completely different things. And I have this go, do, be philosophy. That's what I tell my team. I want you to go, do, and be. And what that really means is I want you to find your life's passion, and I want you to love what you do, and I hope it's here in the industry. But if it's not, that's okay, too. One of my mentees I keep in touch with finished college, and he's an engineer for an oil company. And it's amazing. He's he's doing extremely well in that industry. And he was one of my top performers in the branch while he was in college. So that's the rewarding part for me. It's watching them go and do and figure out where their paths lead and then keeping in touch and hearing about it. Very nice. A lot of cross-discipline learning there. So now that you've expressed some of those benefits of mentoring, what are some of the challenges of mentoring? You know, it, that's a really good question, too. I was thinking about this the other night. I think the biggest challenge of being a good mentor is committing to taking the time to do it. You know, we're all so busy. We have phones in our hands at all times and our emails are going off and we're in meetings and it's really easy to just not take the time to pull someone aside and give them some good feedback or ask for feedback yourself, or just take time to have a conversation about how something went, or ask some questions that you need clarity on. And I think the biggest challenge for me is really taking time to reflect on my own leadership, seek out guidance from my peers, and then take the time with my teams and make that commitment to do it every single day, to have the, the important conversations. And so I think that's the biggest challenge. The fostering relationships for me has not been the challenge, but really it's taking the time to really ensure that 
my, I'm consistent with my teams. Very nice. Excellent clarity in what you said and uh, has a lot of meaning there. Why is it important to have equal opportunity mentorship in an organization? Um, so why is it important to have equal opportunity mm -hmm. mentorship? So with that question, James, I think for me, mentorship is not a one-size-fits-all and not everybody has the desire to take advantage of it, but I think that those are truly willing to put in the time and the effort deserve the opportunity to have a mentor that could shape their career. Very nice. So I want to quickly discuss some different types of mentorship. Earlier, we used the phrase formal and informal. To help our listener, if, if they are considering adding a mentorship program in the credit union in their in their organization what do these types of mentorships look like james it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier and every organization that i've been to is a little different so i think it's important for the leadership of the organization to you know understand their culture and then through understanding their culture really help the teams identify the informal mentoring relationships that exist today. It goes back to, I'm a really big fan of, you put some words around it and you put it down in writing and you get something that everyone can believe in and buy into. And then you decide whether or not you have to formalize it and assign a mentor to someone if they want one, or if, you know, you really help people identify the relationships and the mentor relationships that they currently have so that they know, you know, you might say, I want them. I, I really want a mentor. And then once you understand what mentorship is, you, you say, oh, wow, I already have three. I just didn't realize it. So I think, I think formal and informal take many different approaches, but really it's, it's not a one size fits all for every organization. Every organization is very unique and it goes back to, I think it's really based on your culture. Kathy, it has been nothing but a pleasure. You are a delight, and I appreciate you taking time to discuss mentorship with our listeners today. So on behalf of the entire Q's organization, we all want to say a big thank you for sharing your effort, your time, and your talents with our Q's podcast. James, it's, been, it's truly been my pleasure. We appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to share a little more about Golden One and about my career. So thank you very much for having me today. Thank you for listening to the show. The topic of mentoring will be explored further in a brand new publication. Later this month, Credit Union Management Magazine presents Advancing Women. The new digital publication will include information and inspiration for current and aspiring credit union executives and the men who support them. Watch cues.org at the end of the month for the first issue. Or sign up to receive our newsletters to be notified right away at cues.org slash e-newsletters. For more talent development content from Q's, visit Q's.org, that is C-U-E-S dot O-R-G now. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, Visit cues.org today.